Welcome to the Akiyama Brothers Song and Screen Podcast, hosted by Mark and Landon Akiyama. In episode 19, the brothers talk about the fall movies they're looking forward to. They discuss where the music and trailers come from, trailer composers, and the business of trailer music. Find out more at AkiyamaMusic.com. Hi, Mark. Hi. Hi. Nice. I realized I realized in all the episodes I kind of say the same kind of high, so I was trying to change it, but I changed it after <laughs> I thought about doing that after I started saying hi. So by then it was already too late. Great. So retroactively you decided to change your highs. Just ask me again. Say hi. Hi. Hi, Mark. Hi. That was wow. pretty good. <laughs> you sound like a little kid. Hi. Oh, well, okay. It's too late now. No going back. Okay. Well. What's up? Uh nothing much. Yeah, last week and I watched um, uh, what was it HBO documentary on Steven Spielberg though, which was pretty cool. Yeah, it took two days to finish that. It's called Spielberg. That was a long documentary. Well, I think I watched it twice. I watched the second half again. That's true. <laughs> it was really good though. I recommend it if anybody's interested. Um, it kind of talks about how he got started, the group of friends he was with that all became super famous. That you. <laughs> I mean, all his friends are successful and famous, so the, his whole group did something right. Right, so uh, right now we're evaluating our friends and picking the ones who are going to be super famous and just hitching our wagon to them. That's not what I'm doing. That's probably what you're doing to oh, me. Oh, maybe. Because, <laughs> maybe subconsciously yeah, that's what I'm doing? That's what you're doing to me. No. Meanwhile, I'm trying yeah, to like true, cut true. the friends that I don't need. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> what are we talking about? So it's on my... I know that you're planning on cutting me soon. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Also, the Emmys just happened. Yes, they did. I didn't watch them. Neither did I, but there were some pretty good awards. Uh, a lot of people, The like Handmaid's Tale on Hulu was nominated, like, up the wazoo. I haven't seen it. This Is Us, also nominated. That I have seen. Uh, Westworld. That I have seen. Westworld won some. Game of Thrones won some. Haven't seen that. There was, I mean, until all, like, the world of TV. Uh, yeah, but it's not... It's now become more, all the TV shows always come from either Hulu, Netflix, um, Amazon. It's not any big network shows anymore, except This Is Us. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. big network show. But yeah, it's kind of interesting. I just don't really have time to watch everything. So Yeah, I know. There's so much stuff, but that's, also, that's I really why don't we binge. Like, I don't, also really don't like shows about knights and stuff. That's why I don't really like Game of Thrones. I just don't get into the medieval stuff. But there are dragons. That's why I don't like Lord of the Rings either, which, sorry, I probably alienated half of the audience or more than half. But yeah. I don't like Lord of the Rings either. Sorry. We just, lost, just, a, we just lost a whole ton of our fan base. Well, Landon likes them, so they're, <laughs> you just brought them half back. But I don't like okay. it because like, you can pick any movie and guess what they're doing? Walking through a forest all right, all right. barefoot with like a bow and arrow maybe and then... Occasionally, they'll take a ride on a tree or some snow leopard thing that who knows how they found that animal. I don't know. And then he's just a, a thing. He's just a hater. No, I just don't like it. Have you seen The Hobbit? The Hobbit, though? The Hobbit? <laughs> I have seen The Hobbit. <laughs> Wait, we remember, wasn't there an old cartoon of The Hobbit? I remember that version. I like that version. No. I don't Maybe there wasn't. I don't maybe know. I'm just thinking of the book that I read. Maybe, maybe the cartoon was in my head. Should we do some real-time follow-up? Uh, what were we talking about? The Emmys. Oh, yeah, but This Is Us is starting in next Tuesday, this week. This coming week. It's this Is Us is starting back up, so that should be cool. I actually like that show. That one's really good. Uh, what else? Well, 
Oh, welcome to our new Overcast subscribers, by the way. If you could give us a rating on either iTunes or Overcast or write a review or something, that would help us out a lot. So welcome to the Overcast people and hope you guys stay tuned. We have some cool episodes coming up. So yeah, we're excited to have you with us. Welcome. We're super glad you're here. And also, again, um, if you haven't seen last week's episode, we did a YouTube version also. So we released a podcast episode where we talked about the score that we wrote for Isaiah Frizzell's short film, Night Owl. And then we also released a, a video portion of it where we where you can actually see us going through the logic session that we did with the score and going through the different instruments and everything. Um, and we also filmed that using moment lenses on our iPhones. So it turns out really great. So if you haven't heard, we are part of the Moment Ambassador program and they make lenses for your smartphone that are just, just attach onto the case and everything. So it's really great for just making your cam your phone into a better camera so if you like selfies yeah i guess or if you film (laughs) stuff every day or for instagram videos and stuff like that so we use them all the time so if you go to our link um you'll get a little discount and check out what they have they have some really cool products on that note since we are ambassadors we're starting to look for more sponsors too uh so if you listeners out there want us to i don't know go after any sponsors like Maybe there's a podcast that you listen to that you think would be a good fit for our content. Reach out, tell us what you think, um, and would we really appreciate that, or just say hi. Yeah, and as always, we're also interested in seeing who's actually listening to us. If you're a film enthusiast, or just fans of film music, or fans of musicals, or if you write music uh, or if you're just fans of our voices yeah uh, i don't know i don't know how many audience. people are fans of our voices that but <laughs> could be a very big audience it could be a possibility <laughs> um yeah so we want to know who's actually listening and what kind of stuff you guys do um yeah. to kind of see what we should talk about and what might interest you so please 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 write to us yeah, you can write to us on our website at akiyamamusic.com or like Mark mentioned earlier, you can put something like that in the comments. We like scrolling through the comments and reviewing those every now and then. Or reach uh, out to us through Instagram. Or that too. Yes. You'll have a bunch of different options. Send us the DMs. Anyway, with that, don't do that. Anyway, with that, um, what are we talking about today? Today we're talking about, this is our fall preview. Uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about the new movies that are coming out in the fall. Uh, mostly the ones that we're excited about, maybe a little bit about the ones that we're not so excited about. Um, and then also a little bit about trailers and how trailer music is formed. Yeah. How trailer music is put together, how it's usually never ever from the actual score that the movie is, or it's usually not even from the composer who the movie is attached to with some exceptions. Yeah, there's always exceptions if you're in a part of a big franchise, which we'll talk about. But yeah, so stay tuned for that. It's kind of interesting and um, it's a totally different animal to actually scoring a film. So I was going to say something funny when you said animal, but oh well. Animal? Yeah. How could that be funny? Well, you can make it funny if you add in like a lion roar in post. <laughs> well, that was a little kitten. Never mind. The, the Lion King roll, roar. He goes, <laughs> and then Mufasa comes in. <laughs> oh, that was pretty good. Thank you. Oh, have you seen the thing where they, uh, the animators for Lion King edited the, or they animated the uh, the bloopers, 
And there's one scene where Mufasa is like clearing his throat. Uh, James Earl Jones, James Earl Jones is like practicing the lion's roar. So he's like, "Hang on, just keep rolling. I have to get into it." <laughs> and they animated that. Yeah, and then he does one one roar, and he's like, "That's all I have for today." <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny so yeah. if you find uh look for the lion king bloopers lion king animated bloopers we'll put some of that and in it the show, show notes. up it's yeah, so funny just for yeah. you guys it's really great anyway <laughs> so, thanks mark for the tangent yeah what are we talking about? first uh, man first man apollo 11 that's yes the first trailer we're kind of excited with for. ryan gosling yeah uh-huh what a hottie wow wow geez landon <laughs> calm down uh directed by damien chazelle who did la la land um with with, with Ryan the, Gosling and and the composer Justin Hurwitz, who yeah. was also attached to La La Land. Yeah, he wrote the music for La La Land and did the score. So those two, those those uh those that duo, Damien Chazelle and Justin Hurwitz, are back at it for the first Man, which is actually interesting because this is the first movie Chazelle is directing that he hasn't written. Um, actually, I think uh, originally Clint Eastwood was supposed to direct this film. Oh, yeah, but then Chazelle is now the director and now on board with it. So yeah, the, there's a couple trailers out for that one now. The There's a recent one that just came out. Um, it looks really good. It's, I think the lingo is one just dropped. New trailer just dropped. That's for an album, Lane. I don't think that works for trailers. Oh, I'm pr- I think it's the same. I don't believe you. Well, anyway. Whatever. I... Wait, I... What? Are you uh, going into opinions? Yeah. Wait, wait, I have... Some more follow-up or, or some more back, uh, background for the first man. Hurry up. I got to get my, my two cents in. Go, go, go. Okay, well, hold on to it. Write it down on Siki. Damien Chazelle, his previous films were mostly like um, jazz scores. But I don't think we're going to be... I don't think we can expect jazz kind of score for the first man. I was reading something. He says that he's going to be doing experimenting with electronic music for this movie. Um which is based on the Apollo 11 uh, space flight that landed the first two people on the moon with Neil Armstrong. My name is Neil Armstrong. Yeah. Actually, it's a funny story. Do you know how Neil Armstrong was chosen to be the first man on the moon? No. Tell me. Uh, Random lottery ticket? Close. Close. Was it, see. was it like Elon Musk, uh, Elon Musk signing up for the first Mars missions? He was like, I'll put my name down. No, actually, the other guy. What was the other guy's name? Buzz was, Aldrin. Yes, Buzz Aldrin. Buzz. Buzz. Da, 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 da. Buzz. Buzz Lightyear. No. Buzz Aldrin really wanted to be the first man, and he, he advocated super strongly to be able to be the first man on the moon, to take step take a step on the moon. Uh, but in the end, it just it ended up being Neil Armstrong. Partly because Neil Armstrong was the more senior ranking officer of the two and because just where Neil Armstrong was sitting in the Eagle, the uh, the capsule, the exit door opened to the side and it just made more sense for Neil to exit first because he had a clear pathway. So That's I, too bad. I know. I wonder if Buzz would I would have, have like, like pushed him out of the way. Get like, <laughs> out of the way. I'm the first one off this bus first. I don't think so. Well, they'll just say... The, they cut those tapes and Neil tripped. Like, We're on the dark side of the moon right now. We have no lost all radio contact. Meanwhile, on the moon, <clears throat> it's my turn. It's oh, my turn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of which, though, we were talking about Steven Spielberg. Guess what? Steven Spielberg is an executive producer of First Man. Roger that, executive producer. So this does sound like uh, his type of 
something that's up his alley. Yeah. So what, he, he does a lot of space alien movies, Close Encounters, E.T., uh, what was War it? of the Worlds. Something of a third kind? Is yeah, that, that's Close, the Close Encounters. Encounters. That's a Close Encounters. That's yeah. not, you didn't say the full title. That's why well, it's, it's abbreviated. Everybody knows. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, so now this one, he's uh, Apollo 11. So this should be good. I don't know. The the trailers to me are kind of confusing because of what they did with the music. The first one, it was a little more clear, like the kind of what they were going for with the movie, like a drama. Oh, you mean like the branding? Like this, the, even the genre of the movie. Yeah, yeah, which is all part of the branding of the of the movie, the film. Yeah, well, the first one made sense. Like it was, it was a a clear cut drama with the where they're going to focus on how hard it was for them to make it to the moon and like what it was doing to his family and um, he might not come back. Raising yeah, stakes. like all the. All the like the hardship that this endeavor was putting everybody through, including everybody at NASA and all the astronauts' families and everything. But then the second trailer that just came out, it's way more intense, and it sounds like interstellar kind of music, where it's like, yeah, it does. <laughs> it's just like way darker and way more, like almost. Well, that's the experimental electronic music that Damien Chazelle is going for. Yeah, I don't like it. I mean, it could be interesting. I'm going to give it the benefit of the doubt because... Yeah, it could be interesting, and I hope a, the movie's good. Okay. But I think it's going to be... Hopefully, it's good because of the story. But yeah. based on the second trailer, I, I just don't get what direction they're trying to go in because they have two different oh, two different ideas going on. So you're right saying, now. yeah, you're saying it's not like a clear vision. No, I have no idea what to expect from this movie. Well, I mean... A lot of the big, a lot of the big thing for trailer music is to brand the the movie. Right? I know, but they're not. They didn't stick with the same brand that they started with. I know. Is my problem with it. I know. So, like, yeah, like you said, the first one was more dramatic, and the other, the second one that just dropped is more like an like epic, darker, more dark story, epic, more like, kind of th- sort of thriller sound. Like Batman's gonna come out from the yeah, shadows. Like he's gonna but, come from the dark side of the moon. Like very intense, like Interstellar. <laughs> Yeah, like that kind of space movie. And yeah. we've had a lot of those kind of movies come out recently. And I think I was hoping that would focus more on like the family dynamic and like the actual struggle of them going through that. Yeah, but I think they're trying to market it towards um, a wider demographic. So, you know, not everybody goes to see a drama. Like for me, I'm I'm not going to drop 14 bucks just to go see a drama i'd rather see more of an action thing so yeah maybe they're just maybe they're just trying to expand who the movie is appealing to hopefully but hopefully they're not sacrificing the story and hopefully yeah so we'll see yeah we still don't know what it's about it comes out on october 12th so in about a few weeks um you and i can go see it and we'll give you the final verdict yeah so next one so, October 19th, guess what comes out? <laughs> guess. It's Halloween, John Carpenter. But this is the 2018 version. Yeah. So, what's the the basic story is Mike Myers gets released, or he escapes from he prison escapes. somehow. He escapes. Comes back, uh, tries to kill Jamie Lee Curtis. She's been preparing for him. And her kids. 
yeah, yeah family she's been preparing family, for yeah. him she's like basically sarah connor now <laughs> waiting for the and terminator mike myers out. is the terminator with glowing red eyes and the 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 pure form of evil yeah basically so this, yeah this one actually looks pretty good exciting um it does do you the cool thing is it's not a remake and it's not a uh what do they call them now like a sequel? Not a remake they call it a, a franchise a reimagination uh, is reimagine- the new term uh-huh. that they use yeah it's not that it's it's pretty much a continuation of the story so that's kind of cool yeah yeah <clears throat> i guess it just it just picks up you know present day um taking into account the history of the sequels or the original the history of the original yup i think it i think it just it doesn't it pretends that the sequels didn't happen so much I think that's I think that's what John Carpenter was going for. Um, interesting thing. John Carpenter directed, co-wrote, and he composed the music for the original Halloween, and he's doing the same for the 2018 Halloween. Sounds good. Which yeah, which like in in 1978 when the first Halloween came in, when the first Halloween came out, that was um, that helped develop the the genre. The slasher genre. And so now he's like he's like the godfather of slasher films. Yeah, so that one looks good. I'm excited for that. Yeah. I don't really know what the music's gonna be like. We'll see. Again, like for this one, because it's part of a franchise, they just use the like the existing themes for the trailer and everything, so mm-hmm. which cool. but that gets you excited because you're like, Oh yeah. Yeah, which is a little interesting because since John Carpenter wrote the original theme i wonder if he has to license his previous theme in order to use it for the new movie which i'll get into that a little bit later how music licenses work um but i'm just not sure how that works if you're the original writer there's a lot of october releases mark um most of them seem pretty good you got halloween you have first man and then you also have a star is born which is the um, uh, the new movie with Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper. Directed by Bradley Cooper, too. Oh, yes. Directed by Bradley Cooper and starring Bradley Cooper. Um, which is like... This one's hard to describe because it's not out yet, but there's been three movies called A Star is Born. The first one was in 1937 with Janet Gaynor. Um Second one was in 76 with Barbara Streisand and this new one, 2018, with Lady Gaga. And it sounds like this one, the new one, is closely related to the 1976 one, whereas it's just a a, a remake. Yeah, but it's, it's new music by Lady Gaga and everything, so it's not really a remake. It's just kind of uses the same title and then... And then it uses a very similar <laughs> plot, too. Yeah, but it's a basic plot, like drunk guy meets girl... They drunk both, famous guy, drunk famous all right, fine. singer drunk guy. Drunk famous singer guy meets girl. They both start collaborating, collaborating, writing songs together and singing, and then dot dot dot. And then yeah, she just uh, he he takes her into into fame with her, him. Yeah, but it looks really good. I'm excited about this because it's because Lady Gaga can act. Wow, I was surprised. Yeah, and it's new music, and uh, it's continuing the trend of the movie musical genre, uh, even though it's not like a musical format, but um, like in a band performing concert setting, Yeah, which is really cool. So I'm excited for that one. Um, Yeah, that should be a fun one to talk about. 
And then along the similar lines with that one, Bohemian Rhapsody is coming out. Oh, yes. November 2nd. Yeah. With Rami Malek as uh, Freddie Mercury, which is, is a pretty cool fit. It looks like yeah. they gave him some prosthetic like teeth, though. But <laughs> yeah. So that one looks interesting. Uh, again, that one's hard to tell exactly what kind of story it's going to be. If it's more about how the band got together and then how they... It looks like it's going to be a lot of how they worked in the studio and how Freddie Mercury kind of reinvented recording and how he... Uh, push the boundaries on what recorded music could be like and yeah. how to get it released on the radio and stuff and how to get their stuff played. So it yeah. seems kind of interesting. Um, Almost like a, a biography about him. Yeah. Uh-huh. Also follows him when he got sick and then it looks like it concludes with his, maybe his death too. We don't know. It's but, hard to tell. Yeah. It looks like it's leading in that direction. Yeah. But it follows the same kind of, it's still along the same trend as the movie musical genre, but uh, it's more like a star is born where it's dealing with uh, concert musicians and rock band legends instead of musicals. Yeah. And the composed music is by John Ottman, who previously did Superman Returns, the main titles, and a few um, of the several X-Men franchise movies. Yeah. And then it sounds like they're actually using voice recordings of Freddie Mercury. Right. For most of the performance stuff. I think... What Rami Malek said in an interview was that it's like an amalgamation of a few voices, including Freddie Mercury. Um, what that means, we're not sure. It could be like 80% Freddie Mercury, 10% Rami, and then another 10% somebody else or something that's very similar. Um, but like a blend of various voices to get the live effect of Freddie Mercury. Yeah, but it'll be really cool to see how they recorded in the studio and how they that part of the storyline i'm excited for that mm-hmm. and then the next one which is also really cool actually there's a couple we have about like three more that we're excited about so the next one we wanted to talk about was fantastic beast the crimes of grindelwald uh music by james newton howard uh go james newton howard yeah so this one's a continuation of the previous story and it looks like it's going to go into more detail about like uh dumbledore and grindelwald's past and um yeah, and also, Depp as Grindelwald and, and how like, he wanted how he, to take over he, the world yeah so that was another one coming out oh uh, yeah uh James Newton Howard he's a great friend of mine he's actually the artistic director of the Henry Mancini Institute at the University of Miami where I graduated from so I never met him I only saw him on stage once uh, when they were when during like his inauguration or something for for the role in the in the institute, um, and he's not a great friend of yours. <laughs> you're wrong. That's where you're wrong. We we vibed. I had a connection with him in the audience, and I think he saw me. Maybe not. Um, I don't know where this is going, but anyway. So for this one, the trailer music, because there's such a big franchise of Harry Potter behind it, they can use uh, John Williams music, John Williams themes and stuff, and adapt it for this trailer. Uh, Also, most of it probably sounds like it comes from the original Fantastic Beast score. So because they have a previous movie, they can do a lot with that music, and they don't exactly have to use stock, stock music for this. And one of the ones I'm most excited for is record ralph breaks the internet eh. no i but, could care less anyway that one's being released uh 
November 21st. Um, the music is by Henry Jackman, who also did the first Wreck-It Ralph. He did Big Hero 6 and a few Captain Americas and a few other Disney movies. I love Big Hero 6. You like Big Hero 6, but you don't like Wreck-It Ralph? Yeah. I don't, I don't get that. Yeah, but the trailer music for this uh, is kind of like um, electronic it's, Daft Punk kind of thing. Yeah, it's a Daft Punk version of Harder, Better, Faster, Stronger. Yeah. So that's another, that's an example of studios licensing music for the trailers. Um, and they did that to kind of mimic the, the because they're going, they're, they live in a computer program and they're going into the internet and... So they did that to kind of mirror the electronic sound of Daft Punk music and then kind of balance the two for the trailer. Right, right. So they're branding this movie as harder, better, faster, stronger than the first Wreck-It Ralph. Almost. We'll see. Is that a stretch? Maybe. But I'm excited for it. But I think the one that you and I are most excited for is Mary Poppins Returns. Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Yeah, Mary Poppins Returns. The new trailer, for, actually the first trailer for that just came out a couple of days ago. Yes, and we even get a glimpse of Emily Blunt singing. Yeah. Uh-huh. Just like Julie Andrews did in, in the original. They added, they uh, included that in the trailer, which I thought was cool. Which and is it's, a, it's a new song. It is. And it's not, it's not Emily Blunt's first time singing in a movie. She also sang in no. Into the Woods, the 2014 Sondheim uh, movie. Oh, The Baker's Wife. That's yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, anyway, that one's going to be released December 19th, 2018. So close to close to the holidays. So kind of like one that's really going to pull on your heartstrings and the feelies. Yeah. I'm optimistic, but... I'm also a little bit pessimistic yeah, about this one. I don't. I wasn't really impressed with the trailer. Yeah, I got some mixed feelings. Yeah, some of the stuff they did that they th- that it seems like they think would be a big deal. To me, it's just like you kind of fell a little bit short with that. Like which one? You want to tell us? I don't know. Do I? I think you do. I want to hear it. First off, the two D animation looks pretty bad. But I say. it's I gotta say it's a plus that they are doing 2D animation. Yeah, it's really cool that they tried to do it, but to me it looks like Saturday morning cartoons. Like it's, the quality of it is not as good as um, the nineteen the nineteen nineties Disney animation was, and that makes sense because they got rid of their whole animation their whole 2D animation department. They only have a few guys left there. Yeah, so now that's biting so, them in the butt. Yeah, they they're not really set up as a studio to do 2D animation, and yeah. And it, it looks like that. It doesn't look very good. It's like the sequence is a little long. Um, I mean, it, could, it looks like the sequence could be long. So that's maybe why it falls flat because they're. But maybe this is the first pass for the big. trailer, and maybe that wasn't even the final, final look of it. Hopefully, but I don't know. It just doesn't look. I think it was the final look. It doesn't look detailed enough. It looks kind of plain, kind of bland. The animated characters. They do the penguins again, but they're not as charming looking they look more like i don't know what's a popular what's a can, the madagascar a, penguins e, i don't know no yeah they do kind of look like that yeah like yeah. the shape of their heads are squared off and everything i think yeah i think the the uh the original disney ones were kind of rounder yeah but right. the the style of animation you can tell it's hand it's 2d animation but done with a computer still so programs like um toon boom harmony or tv paint 
uh, which is what they they use those kind of computer programs for 2D animation for the Tangled series, the TV yeah. show series. I think they use that for Gravity Falls too. Yeah, it's and it just looks like a cheaper way to do things. It's faster. It is cheaper, but it's and you can do it doesn't look as good. You can do it with less of a staff too. Yeah, but to me, I don't. It looks like they fell short with it. <laughs> So I don't know. We'll see. But there's also a mix of three uh, CGI elements for some of the scenes. Like there was an underwater thing in the trailer that was all CGI. So they mixed oh, yeah. live action, that was about. 2D animation, and the CGI stuff. So I'm, I don't know if they're gonna explain, like have specific reasons for why they went with different mediums for each scene, right, or if right. they just wanted to pay an homage to the the original one. That's why they put the 2D animation in there, which is already kind of just like if you did that just for that then and not story wise it doesn't make sense then you're kind of shooting yourself in the foot already i think they also wanted to pay homage because they got legacy actors like dick van dyke yeah that's kind of cool they even asked julie andrews uh but she said she didn't want to overshadow emily blunt yeah she wanted it to be emily blunt's show because she's a new mary poppins so yeah and that makes sense that's really um That's like super respectful of her, which is nice. Mm-hmm. But then they which, threw in Meryl Streep, and it's like I know it looks like they made up you, a character for Meryl, Meryl Streep. Yeah. Um, something about Mary Poppins' cousin, topsy turvy. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is that which, was one of the problems I had with the Broadway musical is they put a relative uh, of Mary Poppins in the show as a nanny or something, mm-hmm. and it just doesn't make sense why Mary Poppins has. Family, family. Know, yeah, it's because like, it feels like Mary Poppins is so mysterious that there's there can only be one. Yeah, she's so special. She's she's like magical. So there's she's like a one off. So how can she have family? So does that mean her family has magic powers too and everything? That just kind of makes her less special. So I don't really like the idea of her having family or her having relatives that like she. No, she's she's cool enough to stand on her own. She doesn't need anybody else. Yeah, <laughs> basically. But the other thing I had with the 2D animation stuff, I'm super harping on <laughs> Back this. Back to the 2D. All right. <laughs> Their costumes in that section, I don't like the way they did it. They stylized it where it looks like the makeup tutorials of YouTube people where they do Halloween makeup, but then they paint on the clothes or the costume also. they The way they did the costumes, they made it look like a painted style, which makes it look like, again, like a Saturday morning cartoon thing where the the character host dresses up in something to match their animated character. And yeah. they didn't even do that for the original. Like they had beautiful costumes for the original. They were like super colorful and bright colors and a lot of pop and stuff, but they didn't make it look like it fit with the background. Yeah. Cause so the characters, Mary Poppins and Bert still stood out from the animated characters and they didn't just become like blended in with the background. But I don't know. That's the style they chose. And like me personally, it makes it look not as, um, I don't know, high production value. But we'll see when the actual thing comes out. Yeah. Well, I might be too critical right now because I really maybe, love this story. Maybe. So, Well, in, in an interview, the costume designer said that the animation in the first movie was, she thought it was a bit removed from the actors. Uh, yeah. Which, yeah. I don't really, but you don't, I don't it really agree with that. Yeah. It, doesn't, it didn't bother me. It, I guess maybe. to me making the costumes look like drawings just makes it look kind of cheap. <gasps> yeah, like the costumes could still be beautiful and still be 
like nicely nicely made and refined and bright colors and everything but they don't you don't have to make it look like they're painted over the characters yeah, just they've... to get it to blend in with the animation because that's part of the charm of the animation you see that they're live action characters but then they're interacting with animated characters in an animated in a 2d environment which is cool but that doesn't mean you have to make their costumes look like that because their faces don't look like that so yeah but the part at the end where she like dives into the bathtub was kind of funny. That was kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's one of those things that just has to. Maybe it's just one of those things that it has to grow on you, and we have to get used to after we see it. Yeah, I don't we'll know. Get used to it, I guess. We'll, we'll see what we. Also, how we feel I'm after. still not sold on Emily Blunt being Mary Poppins. I am. I know you are. Yeah, but I was watching Murder on the Orient Express the other day, and Daisy Ridley did a really good job in that. I think Daisy Ridley thinking, looks. She looks I know she too looks young. really young. Yeah, she looks really young. But I was thinking she would be a good Mary Poppins. Yeah, but I mean, she doesn't have as much experience blah, 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 blah. as Emily. Blunt. That doesn't matter. Do we? Can, that doesn't matter. Can Daisy Ridley sing on screen? Who knows? Do we know that? I don't know. Emma, Emma Stone can sing. Okay, yeah. We're not, well. Let's okay. Let's not bring in more actresses into this. Anyway, I'm still excited about Mary Poppins to see what they do with it, and um, I'm optimistic. Yes. Yeah, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it the benefit of the doubt before I go see it. Except yeah. I, I, I'm trying not to ex- set my expectations too high. Yeah. Yeah, that's always that's always a mixture of for failure. Yeah. Or for not failure, but uh, what is it? What am I looking for? Disappointment. Anyway, another disappointment. Honorable mention for me is A House with a Clock in Its Walls. I'm excited for that one, the Jack Black movie. That oh, we're doing out. honorable rem- mentions? I am. Well, just because I want to mention that one. When does that come out? I don't know when it comes out. Okay. Pretty soon. Oh, this weekend it comes out, yeah. That one looks cool. It's like a warlock or something that lives in an old house with Kate Blanchett and they're magical. I'll go see that. Yeah. Well, okay, okay. If we're doing honorable mentions, I have one. No, you don't get one. One that I'm super excited for is Shazam. Okay, yeah, sure. I'm excited for that one too. Zachary Levi. Let's see. When does that come out? Hold on. Stall. Okay, April 12th. Um, But that one just looks so funny and I'm a huge fan of Zachary Levi. It's going to be good. Talk about setting your expectations high. Okay, moving on. So actually, for trailer music, it's kind of interesting because the composer who's writing music for the film is usually still writing music for the film when they're releasing trailers. So they usually don't write the music for the trailer. The trailer music usually comes from a production music library with with existing music already. Or if it's a, from a franchise, like Fantastic Beasts is from Harry Potter or... Um, what was the other one we talked about? Wreck-It Ralph yeah. comes from a franchise, sort of. They'll just take the music from those movies, sort of, and cut it together and do something new with it a little bit. Um, so there's that. or Also, they sometimes do covers of songs. Yeah. Um, like, I think in Magnificent Seven trailer, they used House of the Rising Sun. They used a Led Zeppelin song for Mission Impossible Rogue Nation. Um, they used Harder, Better, Faster, Stronger for Wreck-It Ralph. Wreck-It Ralph 2, yeah. Wreck-It, uh-huh. yeah. Yeah, so usually the composer has nothing to do with the trailer music because um, they're busy writing the music for the movie. And trailer music is usually cut together differently. It's like it's more about making an impact. Um, yeah, let's talk not, about yeah. Let's, let's let's talk about that a little bit more. What about why would you want to make an impact? Because you have like to say two minutes to get an audience's attention, so you don't really have time to bring them into a world of new music or a create a, like a create a sound palette sort of so you just need it to need the needed to hit the audience right away and to grab their attention so usually it's really fast paced um 
lot of if you think well, like it's not Inception, always fast paced. No, yeah, like First but, Man was a little bit more dramatic. So yeah, that but, was more like the Hans Zimmer style with Inception and Dark Knight and kind of right. blaring horns and that kind of approach. Right. But it, dic- uh, it the trailer music dictates the pacing of the movie and it conveys emotion. Yeah, so it's the thing that's supposed to give you goosebumps and make you want to go see it. And right now, there's well, there's always like trends in trailer music. So watching all the current trailers coming out now, all the music sounds very very similar. They all follow right. like the same kind of block of music like a hit and then another hit or like like the Hans Zimmer style thing for Inception the blaring horns yeah that was kind of coming back now a big uh, big trend yeah which we heard in first man trailer Um, crimes of Grindelwald sort of do that a little bit but they do it with the Harry Potter themes Um, it's yeah yeah, there's always like trends in trailer music and everything yeah but I think it's it's a little different for the franchises like you said it that, because that, they have existing music to fall back on and draw from, yeah. Yeah, and that forms the identity of the franchise in those films. Yeah, so obviously they want to keep that. Mm-hmm. Um, so trailer music is a whole different animal. It comes from like existing libraries, licensed music, or um, stuff that the studio already has from previous films. Uh, yeah, it's usually not ever really related to the composer at all. Um, that's just how it is. Yeah, a lot of composers um, for... Uh, I think it's it's even a different um, what do you call it different different career wise. Um, there's trailer music composers and then there's film composers. Um, and the trailer music composers, uh, a lot of times they keep their ears open for music that they hear on the radio or at gigs or just while they're walking around um, for potential use on a specific trailer. And a lot of times when they do that. They have to get licenses for those musics um, and securing those rights to use a cue in a trailer can be a long and complicated process because then you go into the synchronization of licenses um, and mechanical licenses. So just really briefly, uh, just to give you a broad idea of this, a synchronization license allows a licensee like the movie or TV producer to synchronize a copyrighted musical work in audiovisual recordings. Um, so that would be like movies, television, trailers. Um, and then the mechanical license allows a licensee, like the recording company, to reproduce um, and distribute a copyrighted musical work. So it, it does get a little complicated when they start trying to use like House of the Rising Sun for Magnificent Seven um, or Led Zeppelin. Like Led Zeppelin could refuse to have their song in Mission Impossible because they don't want to be associated with, you know, maybe Tom Cruise and the Mission Impossible franchise. Um, so then the composer then has to find something else that fits the pacing and the feel. Oh, also, I guess sometimes sometimes the trailer composers will re-record cues uh, that they think would work um, just to make it a little bit more um, custom and fit the trailer to a T. The other thing is, uh, if you write music and you get your music into a music library, a lot of times there's a good chance it could be used for a trailer or be picked up to use for a trailer. So that's a good way just to uh, get your music used in something. Anyway, so that about wraps up this episode. Uh, we talked about the yeah the upcoming movies that we're excited for and kind of how trailer music works and how it's really, really 
not ever related to the composer who's actually working on the movie. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah, because so, they're doing it at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> Again, if you're, you're new to the podcast, hello, welcome, thank you. We love having you. And if you could, please give us a rating on iTunes or write a review or reach out to us on Instagram or also go to akiyamamusic.com to find out more about us. And you can even contact us through the website there. Um, yeah, and check out some of the stuff we've done and what we're up to. So, okay, great. Thank well, you. Talk to you later. Talk to you later, Mark. Bye. Bye.